Hello everyone, I'm Hannah Lloyd. And I'm Charlotte Gilfillan. Welcome to our podcast, Women in Wellies. Each episode, we will be inviting a guest to share their stories, experiences and lessons of working and living in rural Scotland. We want to get to know the real women behind the wellies and share them with you, our listeners. Welcome to the first episode of Women in Wellies, where we share some of our stories as your hosts. How are you doing this morning, Charlotte? Good, Hannah. How are you? How is snowy Ayrshire this morning? Less snowy, but um, I'm really good, actually. Ready to ready to get stuck in um, after weeks of talking about this. So, yeah. I know. Here it's we go. taken quite a bit of planning, hasn't it? But we're finally here. It's very exciting. Definitely very exciting. And I can't wait to share this with the world um, in a few weeks' time <laughs> when it probably won't be snowy. <laughs> It probably will be. It probably will be. Um, I thought we could start off by telling our listeners how we met. And um, you tell this story far better than I do. So um, over to you, Hannah. Here we go. It's like a bad dating story. Um, So I uh, had recently moved to the Highlands and I, I was at a networking event and I overheard that Charlotte was also moving to the Highlands with her firm that she works for and um so I was like you know made a mental note and headed home and then reached out on LinkedIn with a message like hey I hear you're moving to the Highlands uh, whatever way you say this it sounds creepy um here you're moving to the Highlands I've recently moved here it would be great to meet you um when you get here and um she replied and said yes oh it's like all the dating dreams come true um and then um a few months passed and charlotte moves up and i she i knew what day she was moving up so i messed her and was like happy first day in the highlands um and then we met for lunch and i think the rest as they say is history <laughs> um but we have become firm friends firm champions of each other um over that period and supported each other through some challenges that we'll talk about in a bit. Absolutely. It was the start of a beautiful friendship, but I think that you and I would both agree that trying to convert business contacts into friendships is not always that easy to do. Um, it is something that we manage though. And as you say, firm friends ever since. I think, I think the interesting thing about that is we both started from a place of kind of, um, vulnerability and not having a big circle of friends in the area we were living in so you know when you reach out and you've both got that um you're both looking for that same thing then the right person comes along at the right time and you can find loads of commonality and then you know as they say it just just works these things do you want to share a little bit of who you are and and what you do so that our listeners can can get under your your skin well, if you couldn't tell already from the accent, I'm originally from the northeast of England and I moved to Scotland to study for a degree in countryside management, um, what feels like a very, very long time ago now. Um, once I'd finished my degree, I actually started gamekeeping and I began as a pony ghillie on Letty Estate near Pullyu on the west coast and ended up as a gamekeeper in the Angus Glens. Now, I moved into my career in land agency in 2009. That equally feels like a very long time ago. Uh, and I qualified as a charter surveyor with a national rural property management firm um, who I'm still with now. 
Now, in 2019, there was an opportunity to move back to the Highlands with the same firm, uh, which I took, and I've been based in Beauty ever since then. Now, my work involves mostly managing privately owned rural estates, and I look after everything from forestry and farming to natural capital, tourism, diversification, renewable energy, residential property, commercial property, you name it, I cover it as part of my work. Um, I'm really passionate about inspiring and supporting the next generation and also giving women more of a voice in the rural sector, which is actually one of the reasons why we started this podcast in the first place. Um, And I've also recently become involved with the Royal Highland Education Trust, which is a very worthwhile charity. Right, that's me. Hannah, your turn. Tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Thanks, Charlotte. So I always find it really difficult when people say, like, summarise who you are and what you do. So I try and keep it as brief as I can. But um, I live in rural Ayrshire and um, for my mentalness, I'm renovating a farmhouse, which is um, full of surprises, let's say. Um, Going back to the beginning, I went to university to be to train to be a primary school teacher. and you all know that didn't happen because otherwise I wouldn't be sat here. <laughs> um, but now I am business development manager covering Scotland for a rural membership organisation, having worked in the property and construction sector um, as a marketer and business development manager for a number of, of years. And I am re- responsible for um, recruiting and retaining members, effectively responsible for building and nurturing relationships. Um, beyond my day job I also am a vice chair of the Scotland board for women in property alongside a selection of other committee positions across across Scotland which is um, something that I'm very passionate about and I'm sure you'll discover more why shortly. Um, I, I never like blowing my own trumpet but um, I am an award winner in my own right um, and I won the Association of Scottish Businesswomen One to Watch Award um, which when I talk about what, what has challenged me um, you'll probably make the link as to why that gave me such a massive kind of confidence boost. Um, I'm a massive fan of outdoor swimming all year round and I feel really lucky that that's given me another route to connect to like fantastic people um, across across Scotland. I have a huge passion for and focus on developing relationships, connecting others and supporting rural businesses um, and city-based ones to um, to thrive through building really strong relationships between, between organisations um, and hence why I love anything that will let me um, meet others. I also am really passionate about supporting and encouraging others to build their personal brand, um, shout about who they are and what, you, what they do um, and to share how truly incredible you actually are um which is part a huge massive reason why we're doing this doing this podcast and the power of a network and the power of asking that network for something people um for something is so powerful and and I guess that's the other reason um I'm here because I want to kind of leverage my network to the next level and help people people want to help each other and they want to help people that they know they like and they trust so so why not ask for help and um, use your network in that way? Right, I'll get off my high horse now. That's me. <laughs> 
you and I obviously talk about this quite a lot, especially um, relationship building, developing your own personal brand. Um, But I do genuinely love it when we do, because there is just so much passion and enthusiasm that shines through. And that in itself is really inspiring. Now, some of you may or may not be aware that Hannah and I are both doing the Scottish Rural Leadership Programme at the moment. And I think I can safely say it's been a really positive and thought-provoking experience so far. Uh, We've both met some amazing people, had some great experiences, and I think it's given us the opportunity to reflect quite a lot on what motivates us and what inspires us. So, Hannah, why don't you go first this time and tell our listeners what inspires you to do what you do? (laughs) What inspires me, people, like at the absolute core of um, what inspires me to do everything, what inspires me to do the Rural Leadership Programme, what inspires me to do my day job is is people um, hearing stories, sharing stories, um, being inspired by the challenges and opportunities that others have faced and seized and overcome um, and very much are like what led you to being here today type type story um, I think as I just as I just said you know I went to university to be a teacher there's lots of bits that I didn't mention that happened along the way that led me to be where I am today but they all come back um, to people and I think the other thing that that really inspires me is a a desire to be like better um a desire to learn to grow to develop to push myself um beyond my comfort zone because the best stuff does not happen in your comfort zone and so pushing beyond that um is really inspiring to me and supporting others um to do that too and encouraging them to step beyond even when they're a little bit scared yeah for me always um it comes back to people and then I also think um massively inspired by rural Scotland um the scenery the beauty of it like you turn a corner and nothing ever looks the same and like I'm sat now looking out the window and I can see like the pink hues of sunrise coming up across the fields like absolutely stunning um but also going beyond that rural Scotland inspires me with like the people the resilience, the businesses, the like everything that's going on across the sector that it's so easy just to drive past somebody's like road end and think that they are not doing anything that's innovative or and then I've met farmers through rural leadership program actually there's a number of them who've got you know milk vending machines or and then they've added homemade cakes and then they've added coffee and, and you think you know they're they're so much more than you think on the surface and um also was hearing at the uh, the other day about one that you know they just look like this little tiny farm and they've got like an international business just from that one tiny location in in rural Scotland and I think that's absolutely incredible and massively massively um inspiring um so now I've rambled about what inspires me Charlotte I'm going to flip it back to you what inspires you I was just thinking we could probably do a whole episode just on what inspires us as as there's actually so much and it's quite difficult to narrow down. Um, For me, I would probably have to start with my work. So um, I would describe Land Agency, it's not a job, it's not a it's not a career I mean it's both those things but it's really it's vocation and and no two days are ever the same you know there's so much diversity of the role and I think one of the one of the major things that inspires me is that I want to have a real impact 
whether that's on people or whether that's on the wider natural environment. What I really want is to be able to leave things better than I found them. Um, empowering other people is another one. Creating environments where people feel inspired and they also feel supported to succeed um, and that's actually an area that I'm working on quite a lot at the moment um, one of the catalysts for that being the Scottish Rural Leadership Programme. Personal development is massive for me as well as I know it is for you Hannah um, so it's really important to me any opportunity to learn any opportunity to improve um, I very much subscribe to every day is a school day um, I think there's something to learn every day. One of the biggest things that inspires me is challenges, um, something I certainly haven't been short of. And it's finding ways to solve problems or to overcome obstacles that, that helps you grow as a person. And I am a firm believer that the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And I think that's a really important life lesson. Um, and something that I try and live by, certainly. So, yeah, lots and lots of things that inspire me. Alongside our inspirations, there's always going to be bumps in the road, challenges, and um, things that, that stop us achieving what we want to achieve um, and that we have to overcome. So, Charlotte, any massive ones you want to share? I think one of my biggest challenges was actually moving back up to the Highlands. Um, when I moved up, although I was working with the same firm, moving up the same firm, I didn't really know anybody up here. I had no network. I had no clients. I didn't really have anything. Um, so I was pretty much starting from scratch. Um, I'd moved up in the in the July 2019 and was so excited to get started. I wanted to hit the ground running. I had all these plans of all the things I was going to do for business development and how we were going to grow the business and the life I was going to make up here and all the things I wanted to do. But I had only just got the chance to get started and then COVID hit in March 2020 and it all came crashing down um, now I know that obviously the pandemic has been a massive challenge for for all of us to overcome but I was in a new place with new people and it was really really a very isolating experience for me um, I had to learn to be really innovative in the midst of what were unprecedented times and it was hard work so you're, you're on your own for a lot of the time um, you're trying to build this business you're trying to do all the things that you wanted to do and that you wanted to achieve and um, it's it's really really hard work and there was no easy fix to it it took a lot of commitment it took a lot of consistency to try and build a business and a personal life up here in spite of all the ongoing challenges but I think what I learned from it really was that I'm probably a bit more resilient than perhaps I'd given myself credit for previously and I did have the ability to adapt and overcome circumstances when it was needed and actually I found I was capable of doing a lot more than perhaps I'd had the confidence to do previously and it goes back to what I said earlier sorry to repeat myself but about the grass isn't greener on the on the other side the grass is greener where you water it and I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that because it was tough coming up here and um, it was tough establishing a network it was tough building a life um but I put the effort in and now I'm reaping the rewards of that and I can honestly say it was 
it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I wouldn't change a thing about the experience now because I've learned so much about myself um, by making the move. So I think that's probably my biggest challenge. I don't need to say anything in response because I've just nodded to everything you've just said. <laughs> my, um, I would agree, you know, whole wholeheartedly. Um, having moved to the Highlands in April 2019, so you know, a few months, a few months ahead of you, and you know, I was at everything. I I very quickly grew my business network, but making it a personal network was incredibly challenging. Um, and I remain hugely grateful and humbled by the fact that I have a hu- fantastic network of friends um, in the Highlands now who, who you know, I know will be friends for, for many, many years to come. Sorry, guys, you're stuck with me now. Um, but they will, they will be there for for the long term and and it but it was really really tough and the pandemic in particular was a big challenge for me I as have said I'm very much a people person and uh not being able to see people was was a massive massive challenge um I think the other thing that for me when I when I kind of was like thinking about these questions that came to the fore as a massive challenge is myself um I have for a long time struggled with kind of self-belief, confidence, um, imposter syndrome, call it call it what you like. And I feel hugely privileged that I've been able to work with various people along my journey to kind of overcome that. But I do think it's fair to say that when it came to business development and networking, I was a fake it till you make it type. And I um I vividly remember going to early networking events in my time in the Highlands and having to like convince myself to walk in, having to convince myself that I wouldn't spend the night on my own in the corner, that was actually a nice person and that people might want to speak to me. Um, and I think a lot of my confidence and self-belief that I now have has come from putting myself in positions of being very uncomfortable. Um, and that comes back to what I said before that you know growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone and and I have grown to be a hugely different person than I was when I set out on my professional career because my comfort zone doesn't scare me quite as much as it used to um leaving my comfort zone doesn't scare me quite as much as it used to um but yeah definitely my own biggest challenge is probably myself (laughs) I know I mean it's, it's very it's very hard to believe now that that you know knowing you as I do that you would walk into a room and be worried about networking because you now walk into a room and everybody knows you and you know you'll chat to anybody yeah but that's why it's not so scary anymore because usually most rooms I walk into I will know somebody um in some way or somebody will know me in some way and so you've you've lost that edge of you being a complete stranger and um that comes back to what I was saying before about why I think building a personal brand, having a personal brand, being out there is so important. Um, just this, just the, last week, last week I was having a conversation and somebody's like, you know, you always come up on my LinkedIn and I'm like, because I, because I put myself out there. And so I am known and people know my face and they know that they know that I'm probably going to be there. And um, I actually even had somebody say to me a few weeks ago, oh, well, during the day I was thinking, oh, I don't really want to go to that event. Oh, I've got a lot on. There's a lot happening. And then they were like, oh, 
but Hannah will be there and she invited me so she'll make me feel bad if I don't turn up not even through something I would directly do but through the fact that I would post on LinkedIn about how amazing the event was and what and then they would feel they missed out so basically I gave them FOMO without doing anything (laughs) so sure enough they showed up really benefited from the event made some great contacts and actually um for me that's not a bad thing it's not a bad reputation to have um and uh, I'm always I always um initially made me very nervous when I was at events and people would say oh you're Hannah I've heard about you now I'm like oh great who told you about me (laughs) um you know where did you hear about me how did you how did you find us um because it's it's you know the power of putting stuff out there um so yeah and I think it all ties together yeah do you ever have to deal with any negativity no no I've not been trolled yet (laughs) I the main negativity is people just saying people just think oh I could never do what you do and and I think I think I don't have to deal with negativity because I, uh, somebody much wiser than me um, said that if you're going to put stuff out there, you're going to put yourself out there. You have to set yourself boundaries of what you're willing, what you're willing to share and what you're not means that you don't make yourself at any point, you don't make yourself too vulnerable. And therefore um, I have been very fortunate, I think not to face um, a big level of, of negativity. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not really someone who puts out anything hugely controversial. You know, I don't, I'm not expressing wild political opinions or, you know, the things that people are really passionate about. I'm just sharing what I'm doing and where I am and um, opportunities and that kind of thing. I'm not sharing like really, yeah, really obscure political opinions or really controversial um hot topics you know I'm not uh I could give lots of examples of the very hot topics but I won't because then that'll make this controversial and people will think I'm really behind them and I'm not so (laughs) so having shared um some of our challenges uh lots of what inspires us and who we are and what we do we thought um we'd conclude with the question that we're going to ask all our guests um and uh I'm sure that we will have lots of lots of bits of this to share over over the coming episodes but um advice to the next generation advice to others working in the rural sector or even if you're not working in the rural sector I know my piece of advice is gonna is gonna apply um so Charlotte do you want to go first my bit of advice to the next generation is don't be afraid of failure the fear of failure will kill far more dreams than failure itself. Um, one of my most favourite quotes is actually from Thomas Edison, who said, I have not failed, I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. I absolutely love that. Failure is scary, there's no two ways about it. Um, there's a lot of stigma attached to failure. It's not really something that's, that's talked about as much as there should be. But what we've got to remember about failure is, it's also the foundation to success. And through failure, there is an opportunity to learn. There's an opportunity to adapt. Um, it makes us more resilient to change. Um, so my advice is, don't be afraid of failure. Take calculated risks. Work hard. Don't give up on what you want to achieve. Dream big. And it will all be worth it in the end, I promise. Yeah, so I'm going to start by seconding everything Charlotte said, because great advice. Um, when I 
looked at this question, um, a quote came to mind and it's, the quote is, it's not bragging if it's based on facts. Um, because for me, my biggest advice is to build your personal brand, be an advocate for what you're doing, be an advocate for who you are, share your success because, um, success breeds success. And if you share it and inspire others, then opportunities also come your way. And, um, and ultimately there is no one else to do it for you. Well, sometimes there is other people who will share your successes, but there's nobody else to shout about who you are. And, while many of us work for larger firms, bigger businesses, this is advocating for yourself within that firm as well to seize opportunities, as well as advocating for yourself in the wider market. Um, and I think it's um, it's a really powerful tool to build your personal brand and so people know what you stand for and and who you are. Um, and if if anybody ever wants to talk about that, like absolutely come my way because I love supporting people to to do that and to, to build their profile in that way. So that's a wrap on our first episode. Over the next few months, we will be joined by some inspiring women from across rural Scotland, and we hope you will enjoy listening to their stories and experiences. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, follow us on Instagram at Women and Wellies Podcast to stay up to date with all the latest news. And you can email us with any questions on womeninwelliespodcast at gmail.com and we'd love it if you could leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time.